Hi all, welcome to the Women's Wisdom Circle. We are five women from five generations, sharing our wisdom, our lessons and experiences, as well as our shared love of astrology and conscious living. Today, we will be discussing global astrology themes for the month of January 2019, as well as the full moon lunar eclipse on January 20th in the US, and January 21st in the UK in the early hours of the morning. I'd love to introduce you to my co-hosts, Jean, Kelly, and LaSalle. By introducing Jean, and she can tell you a little bit about what she's uh, been doing and her background. So Jean... Hi, this is Jean. I'm calling. I mean, I'm calling in from Annapolis, Maryland. And um, <clears throat> if I have to sum myself up in one word, I would say consciousness, because that is my passion to study and understand consciousness in all levels. I love studying about the human psyche, and I use the tools of astrology, archetype study, tarot, and um, I love delving into what motivates people and what's motivating our choices. And if it's coming from a place that's wounded within us or um, a place where we feel really much more empowered. So I carry this, this passion for consciousness into a lot of different areas of my life, including parenting. I, I was um, introduced to the idea of conscious parenting back in the 1980s and, uh, I should probably mention that I'm the senior member of this group, which is a little funny to think about, but I'll just say I've worked hard to get here. And uh, so I, I was studying about organic food and farming and conscious eating. Um, I've back in, uh, like I mentioned, the conscious parenting. Um, I had some hardships around pregnancy that, and having children that triggered me to ask bigger questions of why that was happening. And, um, I carry that forward now, 30 years later, into really taking in everything I can about the larger global shift happening as we move out of old um, Piscean Age paradigms and structures into newer ones that are more Aquarian. Um, and I just make it a point to live as consciously as I can in everything. And I, I'm also an artist and a gardener. So Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Kelly, can you uh, share a little bit about yourself, please? Yes. My name is Kelly. I'm calling in from Rhode Island. And I, I share many of Jean's sentiments regarding consciousness and understanding the human psyche, my own and those around me. My, my interest in astrology probably kicked off in earnest maybe seven, seven, eight years ago. And I really have been working hard to understand all of the ancient wisdom that astrology has to offer us. And it does help, you know, I found it very helpful in understanding global consciousness, global patterns, as well as generational 
patterns, societal patterns, and, you know, individual patterns. So I've, I've really been lucky to be able to study that and really work with that. I have a more corporate background. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about is bringing consciousness into the workplace. Um, we spend so much time at work with the people that we work with that we, I don't think we give it enough uh, credit that, you know, those people have a great impact on our life and how can we, you know, how can business leaders create more conscious corporate cultures that allow people to not only be their best selves in, in the workday, but also, you know, live their best life 24 hours a day, not just the eight or 10 that they may be at work. So I'm very, very passionate about trying to incorporate some of these higher consciousness concepts into the structure of corporations, whether that's emotional intelligence or just understanding what it means to live more consciously, work more consciously, make more conscious decisions. And then, you know, my, on a personal level, I'm very interested in aromatherapy, holistic living, and, you know, just doing my part to help us all make this transition into a higher vibration and raise the consciousness of, of the whole planet. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm excited to uh, see what you have in store for us. Um, so I'll, I'll move on to LaSalle. If you want to let us know where you are and, and uh, share a little bit about yourself, please. Yes, I am Lasalle. I'm calling in from the Scottish borders. I've been living here for about three years, and prior to that, I was living in Yorkshire in the UK. And prior to that, I was born in South Africa. Um, so I'm a psychotherapist and practicing in the UK, and working with areas of self development, trauma is a big area of interest for me, and, and adoption. And nature therapy, you know, ways to integrate all this and just holistic healing in general. Uh, my other big interest is astrology, and I've been studying that for almost as long as I've been studying psychotherapy. Um, and I'm, I'm interested in astrology on many levels, from the soul-centered, the natal astrology, and mundane astrology, and just it's it feels like there's so much to learn there. I still feel like a very young student of astrology. Um, my other interests are women's wellness, um, herb, herbal medicine, natural medicine, and and healing on on all levels. And you know, from the mind, the body, the spirit, and the planet. So yeah, I think that's me. Wonderful, thank you. So I um, I was an intuitive child, um, which has propelled me to work with other intuitive children through hosting support groups and community awareness for parents, teachers, and carers to be able to understand and support 
these new, very often highly sensitive children that have been streaming in um, for the for the better half of the last century and 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 now as well. And uh, I currently work as an intuitive life coach uh, using angel cards, tarot, uh, meditation, aromatherapy, um, energy healing, and also um, working with feng shui, um, crystals, and really quite a metaphysical as well as a as well as a holistic um, background, so that we can sort of integrate with our higher conscious selves, and sort of really bring our higher awareness and our our higher consciousness into the physical, and help integrate a more um, pure sense of of living in a, a, our intuitive selves and bring that into the world that we're living in as a a way to guide ourselves and also to connect with the feelings and needs of others around us and also our own needs as well Um, so yeah that's sort of what I'm into Uh, I'd also like to mention that um, Leah who couldn't be with us today um, due to some last minute changes but Uh, Leah is a crystal child. Um, She, well, I say child, but she's really a crystal adult. And uh, she'll be able to join us in future podcasts. But she currently works as a holistic nutritionist and a health and wellness coach in a Western medical office. So we'll have a chance to meet her on our next episode. And and she has so much to share and so much to offer. Um, So I look forward to... um, having her come on board in the future. But for now, I think let's get started. Um, we'll be looking at some some global astrology for now. And if you lovely astrology ladies want to share some of the patterns that are happening right now and some insight uh, with our listeners about what, what we can expect and understand from what's happening on the, on the planet. <clears throat> so I'll start off with um, just talking about the significance of the year 2019 um, if we look at this year and break down the numbers and add them together, we have a 2 plus a 1 plus a 9, which adds up to a 12. And in, astro- in uh, numerology, you always want to take down to the single digits. And so you take the 12, and that goes 1 plus 2, and we get a 3. So 2019 is a 3-year. And 3 in the numerological world is associated with creativity and expression. So... That is the overriding theme for everybody for this year. Now, this time in particular, actually today and tomorrow, we have a very significant event, which is a lunar, a full moon lunar eclipse. And um, as this is, I've just actually learned this in the last day, that as this moon is coming into this um, pattern, which is coming into Leo, it's also crossing through the sign in front of it, which is Cancer. So right now, we're being called on to sort of look at any leftover generational family patterns of dysfunction or woundedness that we haven't dealt with, to look at our family structures, to see how maybe things, um, where, how we were brought up or things that are happening with our families are impacting us in, uh, in any of our, our choices um, in ways that we would rather heal then continue patterns of dysfunction. So, but the larger energy of this 
this full moon is in the sign of Leo, which in Aquarius is, is associated with self-expression and creativity. So not only are we having a year-long focus on this in the number three, but the sign of Leo is really calling on us to, uh, to look at how do we want to express ourselves. And so I might add also that this is a really excellent time for us to be launching our podcast because it's a new creative expression for all five of us. And so it's, it's really pretty significant timing for us. And so um, I've learned from one as astrologer to look at an eclipse as an event. And he said, and when there's an event, there's a message that comes from it. So they say that an eclipse, because the sun is being blocked by the moon, it sort of ref represents that our own light is being covered up and we need to look at where have we been hiding in our lives and realize that that's going to become unearthed. There's going to be some, some focus on parts of our life, parts of our consciousness that we've not really fully acknowledged. And so then the sign of Leo is also wanting to, to um, it influences the heart. So it's going to ask us about what does our heart really want to be connected to? And how are we going to shine our, our light, our love, and uplift other people? And this influence, this new sort of opportunity to express our gifts is going to be in place for the next six months or so. So um, the big questions we're being asked by Leo are, what are you here to do? And are you focused on ways of being of service to uplift and inspire others? So that's my little piece. Anybody else want to take it from there? Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, you go, Kelly. Um, no, that's actually, sorry, that's me. Um, yeah, I just also wanted to mention something I, that Jean had discussed before, which is, um, you know, our desire to share the greater part of us, um, how we're sharing our gifts and also what are, what are we hiding from and what are we needing to sort of bring to the forefront and really accepting our, our truths and allowing our light to, to shine through. Um, and also I just want to mention the, the date is the 21st of January. Um, so this, this very magical full moon eclipse is occurring today. Um, and I'm sure that the other astrologers on board can, can share some more insights about what they know about what's happening sure. right now. Well, this will be occurring today in, in the U.S. and tomorrow in the early hours on the 21st in the U.K. Um, but remember, a Leo um, lunar eclipse is in opposition to the sun in Aquarius. So we have an individual and a group energy. Yeah, and... Um, so this eclipse is falling along that axis. So it's what do we want and how are we going to bring that to groups as well? So that's, in, you know, to add to what you were saying there, Jean, and there's, this is very much um, tied in with this particular eclipse anyway, in, in terms of the work, if we look at the Sarah cycles of, of eclipses and the work of Benedict Brady. So it's about finding the groups that we belong to and bringing what we have to those groups and in, in, in much of what Jean's been saying. And also just to mention, you know, when these eclipses happen, they happen along the nodal axis. So we have an eclipse season going on now. So they'll be happening around this area and it will be in a, a particular area of your own charts. And 
they also repeat every 19 years. So, you know, you can get an idea of how this is going to be playing out in your lives and which areas they are. If you look back to about 19 years ago, what, what big changes and things were you dealing with there? Because this will be coming up again for you. Um, so, yeah, that's just what I want to say for the moment. Wonderful. And Kelly, do you have any uh, insight right now on current events? I think that we're all feeling, you know, the effects of the, the nodal shift that happened a little while back. And I think the, the, the eclipse season is sort of heightening that with the, the last full moon at zero degrees of cancer. And then this full moon at zero degrees of Leo. It's sort of, it definitely feels like a, you know, a marking of time for me um, and my my assessment of what is happening in, on the stage <clears throat> primarily in the US because that's where I am but you know I see this this showdown between you know the patriarchy and the divine feminine and <clears throat> It's very interesting to see it playing out on a macro level and then stepping back and examining your own life and seeing how, oh my, that's happening on a micro level too. So it's just sort of the energy we're all swimming in right now, which is, you know, the, the restructuring of, of how we're going to live as individuals, how we're going to live. Um, as a society, how we're going to live as a, as a global community. And, you know, I think with Uranus gonna, going into Taurus, um, you know, in around March, I think we're really going to feel a sort of <clears throat> grounding of the current energy. And I just think, you know, as Uranus is moving through these last degrees of Aries, it's, it's, it's doing, you know, it's, it's giving its last hurrah, if you will, as we, you know, move out of the Piscean age into the age of Aquarius. And it's just, it's shaking everything and everyone to the, to the core so that, you know, shake it up and, and, tear some things down so we can make way for for new growth yeah and i think it's it's really great that you mentioned how we're shifting out of the piscean age and into the age of aquarius and for for anyone listening who's unfamiliar with that terminology um really there are ancient global maps and and if you look at the astrology maps it, i mean astrology chart sorry you can see that each age lasts just over 2000 years and they're represented in the stars so if we look at you know we had the age of um aries and and, and taurus and then we well, we've had pisces more recently which we're shifting out of which represents you know hierarchy as well as um corporate or sort of um, larger structures uh that are controlling the the masses on a, on a larger scale um, and that's sort of shifting away we're shifting away from that now into a more 
independent humanitarian. So Aquarius is the independent humanitarian. It's very much about working with our own gifts and sharing that with the community. I know um, Aquarius, they often say, loves loves humanity, not so much people, which I don't think that's 100% true, but it's definitely explains this new shift with millennials. A lot of them wanting to really work for themselves. We're seeing an, a, a huge influx of entrepreneurs and people who would rather be working independently and within smaller communities as opposed to larger, um, more archaic patriarchal um, systems that were in place before. I also think it's worth mentioning that the, Pis the Piscean Age also came with um, a, a deeper knowledge of the psyche and, and also it's an intuitive it's an intuitive time as well. Um, we can talk about, you know, Jesus, the healer, which is the beginning of the Piscean age. And now we're shifting into a new age. And, and before that, it was Aries. So there is a cycle happening globally. And what's so special about right now is that we are literally, as the human race, shifting from one major age into a new age. And we've heard a lot about the you know, Mayan calendars and, and the Vedics and many ancient cultures, including the Native Americans, talking about the sequence of moons, eclipses, blood moons. There's a lot of ancient stories in many other areas in the world that discuss this time and, and that there would be a time of shift within, you know, human consciousness. And I think we're seeing it within ourselves. We're becoming more aware of ourselves more emotionally intelligent you know within uh, our societal paradigm and we're starting to see um human evolution really integrate um this aquarian energy into our daily lives and our sense of independence our sense of self and that really in essence that that strong sense of self that sense of self-worth that new power that we're feeling and not in a negative way, not in an ego way, but rather just owning our gifts and sharing that with the world. And we're seeing how through that gift of self-love, we're able to help so many other people around us. And it's often, you know, especially with women, I often say, you, you know, you cannot give water if the well is dry. You have to, you have to really um, draw your energy within Make sure that you're, you know, taking time to do some work on yourself. And astrology is a great way to understand ourselves and our own patterns and our families and to be more compassionate with ourselves and, and other members around us um, and other people around us. So I think, you know, we are, like everyone said, in a really, really special time on the planet. And I think what would be really cool is if we could all just share how, this shift has affected us and give some more details about um you know what this lunar eclipse and recent recent events has, has meant in our own lives and what we've taken from it so i'll start with gene again well i asked this question of how i've been hiding myself and um i tend to be a bit of an introvert and um a hermit and so i suddenly am feeling more of a pull to move myself out into the world and share what I know and what I'm capable of, of doing in this life. And that's a, that's a, um, a difference for me because I've in numerology also, we have, um, cycles, nine year cycles. 
and I'm coming to the end of a nine-year cycle, which is a time when I sort of gather the wisdom that I've learned and reassess um, what I've gathered from the last nine years and get ready to rebirth myself somehow. So this is a time where I'm really, really being called to do that. And so this, like I said, this podcast is a, is quite a big um, stepping out of hiding for, for me. And um, I'm also looking to share my, my artwork um, with a larger group. And so you know, that's a very personal thing to create artwork and share it. So I'm, I'm really having to step out of my comfort zone a lot, but, but with baby steps. And I think that's an important thing to say is that we don't have to do this shift like boom overnight, like completely go 180. We can, we can do it in, in gradual steps. And I think that that way you, you're shifting and changing and you look back and have become a new person and have hardly even noticed the progression of it. So in another way is in my personal relationships, I'm, I'm being called on to, to just become more comfortable with expressing myself and become more honest and open and sharing my, my opinions and my choices and my needs. So those are really, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is quite a, a big thing of a way of coming out of hiding and, and stepping more into my self with a capital S. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Uh, okay, and uh, and and Kelly, have you noticed that with recent shifts that it's been playing itself into your personal life? Yes. Um, you know, I I always <laughs> I always think of the the saying: the universe will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And <laughs> you know, you can you can try to hold on to things that you know you're not meant to hold on till your you know your fingers are bleeding and inevitably the universe will find a way to work around you in spite of yourself so I'm seeing a lot of that in my life currently and I have been seeing that uh, since you know 2013 really um, so many surfaces that I thought were solid turned out to be very not solid and it's really caused me to take a look at you know what I know to be true um, the belief systems that I, I held on to for whatever reason and it's been a it's been a tremendous amount of of inner work and you know just trying to really understand myself and my journey why I've you know made some of the contracts I made on a soul level and I I feel like as we move into the age of Aquarius I can credit you know, the, the sort of pod that I chose to incarnate with <laughs> for my ability <laughs> to really speak truth to power, which I believe my generation really came in to do. And I had very good training for this assignment. <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit somewhat on that when you say a bit of training just to 
share as much as you're willing to, but one of uh, one of the conversations that we had as a group a while back, I sort of left that conversation with this really big aha moment. Like, oh my, now I sort of see why I was bathed in very archetypal masculine energy my whole life. I have, you know, I'm the only girl. I was raised for a large portion of my life, you know, by my father and my two much older brothers. And I've been, (laughs) I have been in one way or another under the influence or fighting the influence of that patriarchal archetypal energy my whole life. And I've gotten you know, pretty good at it. Yeah. And that's what we need right now, right? We've got this, this um, divine feminine rising movement and you can see it with the me too movement and definitely um, unplugging the patriarchy as you've um, used that term and taught me that term a while back. Um, And, and it's not, it's not to say that we're downplaying men or, or, um, you know, being, dismissive or you know even angry it's really about saying there's a system that is not egalitarian and we currently live within a dynamic where we as women are somewhat suppressed whether it's through our own conditioning and our own patterns um, of behavior that have come from childhood within our dna and our societal belief systems and we're really being called upon right now to shift those ideas and and we're either being confronted with it in order to really step into our power or we are there's there's many ways that this can manifest but I I loved what you just shared because I I think so many other women around the world can really relate to to your journey to be honest um yeah thank you for sharing that was very very nice um and just uh, LaSalle, did, did you notice any similar patterns or any other patterns that have come while we're, while we're um, shifting and letting go of the old and stepping into the new? Um, I have, well, uh, there's two things I want to talk about. Uh, well, just one thing I want to say, whenever there's a change, something dies for something to be reborn and, and or when something's been birthed, it's, you know, if we even just think of being birthed, it's not always a smooth process. There's pain involved with that. And I think when we look at all the, the, the planets and the, you know, with Pluto and Capricorn and that, you know, if we talk about patriarchy, patriarchy is not just turning tail and going. So, you know, we need to be aware that it's still a challenging time we're living in this time of transition. Um, and then just, you know, just looking at what we were in terms of the eclipses and where it falls in my chart. And similar to Jean, I've got this happened over my first and seventh house and the first being my individual self and seven in partnerships. And I am being called into partnerships now. And, and then when I think about what was happening around about 19 years ago, I was in partnership, but I was being called to be more in, in, to individuate a bit, you know, to become myself. And that was quite a realization that there's some process that has maybe coming to an end for me now and it is time for me to step out as well and and join with people and groups more 
So it's it's just fascinating to watch all these different um, energies playing out on the personal and the collective and and our place in it as well. So yeah, so that's kind of where I know the focus is for me at the moment. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it's very interesting that we all sort of referenced this patriarchy thing, you know, right now, because I, I had significant revelations between the last full moon in Cancer in, in December, which was at zero degrees, so very purifying, and Cancer can be quite nurturing, emotional, moody, um, but there's, there was a lot of sort of it was Cancer, and and I think it was in Capricorn. Am I correct, astrology ladies? The new moon. Yeah. The full the full moon in Cancer. What was the Capricorn connection there? Well, it's opposite. The sun was in in Capricorn, so it would have been north degree. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and and I think you know Capricorn represents structures and. Cancer is very much about home and family, and it was right before Christmas that this happened. So I think a lot of people in the Western world would have had some experiences with that. And for me, um, some major healing took place um, because, at first off, I'm Cancerian, and Capricorn was. This was all about restructuring, and and this is still a continued theme as we have this eclipse today on the twenty first. Um, and for me, it was three different family members, all the strong patriarchal family members within my life. Um, I reconnected with my father who, who lives in another country and I don't have as much contact with. And I really got to understand who he was from a, from a um, macro level rather than from the child who sort of looks at the parent. It was very much um, the adult looking at the adult and understanding where his wounds come from and how that plays into my wounds. I also had um, an interesting revelation with my brother and, and, and with my cousin. And, and, and I, what I realized is so much about my, my confidence and my level of self-worth and my ideologies around who I am in the world and what my place in the world has been shaped by a very patriarchal system and uh, sort of even within my family dynamic. Um, I've, I've seen that and societally and how seeing them in a new light, you know, bringing the consciousness and the work I've done on myself and then looking at their behavior and realizing, actually, I've just had this epiphany of I'm not aligned with their belief system of who I am or who I should be or how they choose to live. And I choose to possibly live in a different way. And that's okay. And to say, you know, namaste, that's great. But for me personally, it allowed me to step more into my own power as, as a woman and to um, let my voice be heard because that was that was where I think there was some issues is, is allowing my voice to be heard and not being shut down. And I I really started to embrace that it's okay to to be at peace with what my truth is, even if someone else isn't, and to also accept their truth. So um, yeah, really, really interesting lessons um, for me on that. The the other thing is, you know, ca um, January is a is a four month in numerology, which is also, you know, Capricorn's very practical, um, and so is the number four. It's about practical affairs, structures, practical application, um, you know, grounding our ideas, 
foundational things. It's an earth energy. And so it's very interesting that as we are shifting our structures within ourselves, our belief systems, our society, um, that this is a focal point. And, um, and, and now we're shifting soon into the Aquarian energy, which is a five, which, you know, five in numerology is the, the nonconformist. And that's very much an Aquarian um, type of energy where it's like, okay, well, I really need to honor who I am and my own sense of individuality and my independence. And I think, LaSalle, you mentioned something around um, that, you know, sort of the people in the community and, and if you can touch a little bit on that. I was talking about the, the sun representing the individual and Aquarius represents the group and community. Um, and, I, you know, we get that again sort of with the Cancer Capricorn link as well because Cancer is home and and family and things. Where we all, we're in a good place, we would thrive in that. And Capricorn is the, the, the sort of structures, the, the corporations and things that are almost opposing, really. But, um, yeah, the, so the, the Leon Aquarius axis is um, the individual and the group. I'm sorry, I've lost track of the question you asked me. No, it's okay. It's interesting that you said that because I just want to, you know, as someone who's not as well-versed in astrology as, as you guys are, or as you ladies are, should I say, um, <laughs> uh, the, the interesting thing is, or sorry, the question I wanted to ask was, that is there going to be some sort of power plays or is it just going to you know how I, I know this a lot of this goes down to the individual's exact astrology chart as a global theme do you see there being sort of an opposition of the power versus the individual absolutely do see that in their work lives think, in their in relationships i yeah. think we absolutely see that and this one, this is what i'm saying about this you know we've got pluto and saturn in capricorn and capricorn corporations are capricorn and we've seen you know a lot of the global politics and that are not around political parties and it's about corporations and only land. And, you know, we can see things like this palm oil or these um, companies that are opening up places in all, all over the world and they're quite powerful. And, you know, they hold it on to that. Um, so, yes, we are seeing a rise of... And Pluto? Pluto represents, sorry. Pluto is transformation. Pluto is a very powerful planet. So it's the rule of Scorpio. So we think of things like rebirth and that. So it's going through Capricorn, it's challenging these power and structures death. and death, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so of course when, no, it's also about power, you know, Capricorn, Pluto, Saturn, these are all power, you know, and um, nobody wants to give up their power. Mm-hmm. And then of course, and yeah. um, just briefly, we've got a generation as well that's a very Capricorn generation. I think it's the Uranus, um, Neptune in Capricorn, and they they the people come into the twenty eight, you know, the the sort of twenty five to thirty year olds, roughly, and um, you know, their generational voices coming through now, and they're very aligned with these energies, and so they will be bringing changes, and some of them will be working for the benefit of everyone and some will be working for the benefit of corporations so there's always going to be this tussle for power and control and that's very strong at the moment 
It's interesting. I know when we had talked before, Leah was with us, um, who, who can't be with us today, but she, she's definitely the embodiment of that generation. And and uh, her and I are fit within that sort of age range that you just gave. And I think anxiety, depression, um, a sense of um, inner confusion sometimes, is these are really common themes right now. So yes, we're, we're definitely finding our voice and we kind of know what we stand for. But it's very, I think it's very interesting to see how there is a current paradigm and a current structure and we represent a sort of new structure and it can often feel like being in the you know even though it's not true feeling like we're in the wrong place or the wrong time or like how did I get here because essentially we are the embodiment of a sort of different newer energy and then we have the wonderful you know light workers and 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 those who's who have come before us that are holding space you know especially the 60s and the, you know the 50s 60s 70s we had a large influx of really um, compassionate understanding um, also very sensitive and, and intuitive souls who've sort of facilitated us coming in so we do have that sense of support and I think doing groups like this you know we're in our 20s 30s 40s 50s and 60s we're able to really um, take advantage of how we can hold space for each other's like the you know the ancient woman did and woman have for a long time had the sense of sisterhood and holding space for each other but I think more and more we're feeling disconnected and I think we touched on that when we've spoken in the past is feeling disconnected from each other because of technology which is causing an increase in anxiety and depression and and um you know you talk a lot about nature therapy and I think it's fair to say everyone here is an empath <laughs> and and uh Kelly, do you want to kind of just talk about what it is to be empathic, um, you know, and, and how, you know, you're, you're one of the really strong empaths that I know. And if you can sort of share a little bit about that and share some of your wisdom and your journey. Sure. Um, my experience of being empath is, <clears throat> you know, being able to really feel the the pain of humanity um it's a uh, it it can create or it has for me at times created a you know a real sense of of heaviness and um you know as i've gotten older and i've i've come to understand some of these concepts more intellectually I look back on my life and I understand it's a gift <laughs> in in respect that you know you you're highly attuned to the energy on the planet the energy of the people around you um, you know it, it can be a little heavy at times I think it's important you know we don't always necessarily understand why we may have consciously chosen a certain environment or certain people and so when you're in the in the throes of of you know wading through some of the heavier darker water which you know part of my astrological makeup just makes me primed for wading through dark heavy water 
it can, you know, it feels a little daunting, but you just have to, um, you know, really take solace in the fact that you're not alone. There's, there's lots of empaths, lots of light workers, and, you know, just we're here to sort of dispel some of the heaviness, the darkness, whether it's, it's our ability to transmute that darkness uh, for ourselves and in turn for humanity. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great responsibility and a, a tremendous gift if you can see it through that lens that, you know, I have the ability to take the heaviness of the collective and transmute it, which is, you know, sort of been, I didn't really have the words for it until recently, but that's kind of been my journey for the past 20 some years even though I, I was sort of not 100% conscious that that's indeed what I was doing um, I think one of the things that's really important for empaths to understand at this time in history is you know we need to remember to ground ourselves, surround ourselves in community, which I, I think is so, so wonderful about this group and why more groups like this need to happen so we can come together and, and support one another and hold space for one another as, as the collective consciousness makes this transition those of us who yeah. are on the forefront, you know, don't get, don't get our legs knocked out from under us. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it, thank you so much for sharing because, you know, there are so many empaths who are highly sensitive people who really avoid being in heavily populated spaces, who, you know, often experience symptoms of anxiety or sense of loss of self when they spend a lot of time with others and a need to recuperate and recollect. So now on to Jean. I know you have some insights that you wanted to share around the global energy of right now. Share those. Yeah, so I really wanted to um, pull in that, that we have a really significant um, influence right now with Uranus. Between, so we have um, what's called a T-square. And a T-square is a really significant point of, of tension. I guess the other day when we spoke, we talked about the T um, equating with tension. So right now, in order to have this eclipse energy, we've got the sun across from the moon. So they're op op opposing each other. So there's already a certain tension there. And then if you go down directly 90 degrees, we've got Uranus. And so Uranus is, is a bit of a disruptor and it brings quick and radical change. So what, the, what Uranus is asking us to do again at this time is, uh, again, like as we're being asked how we're going to express ourselves, Uranus is going to say, are you being radical enough? Are you really like pushing yourself out to express yourself in a way that's sort of new and different? And, and are you feeling um, liberated from ideas and, and ways of expressing yourself in the past. 
that have maybe like you've held yourself in a in a um I don't know maybe a little bit of a mental kind of construct of uh limitation so and then another big shift right now is um we have the the moon is in a in a relationship to to Chiron which is an asteroid that um connects with the the wounded healer which is an archetype and um so we're going to be having an opportunity to maybe look at some old wounds and bring up healing and, and maybe health changes in our health and ways of addressing health issues that maybe we hadn't considered before. For instance, we might have been a person who's connected very much with what conventional medicine has to offer, but yet we're not finding resolution to health challenges. So we're going to look to something alternative, maybe consider some acupuncture or some body work that, that maybe wouldn't have been something we would have considered in the past. Um, and so there's, there's something that might be coming up for people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely being open to open to change and new perspectives and new ways of doing things. Um, LaSalle, did you have any, any, uh, anything you wanted to share? Um, not, not at the moment. I think, um, you know, I think one of the, Although one of the one things we wanted to, to talk about at the end was about self-care and how to look after ourselves in, in these times. But I think you've already started touching on that. And uh, I think, Jean, you had uh, quite a bit to add about that. About, I, you know, over the, I did. You wanna... I, I have one other point to raise that I just noticed in my notes is that right now we have um, an influence with Mars, the planet Mars, which is very action-oriented, and it's squaring Saturn which is mm -hmm. what we said is um, about restriction and, and authority. And so we might have some latent anger issues and frustration coming up with that mm -hmm. and about in relationship to where have we given our authority to before and we're going to be asked to reevaluate like what authority figure is, is influencing the, the decisions we're making right now. And if we're having anger and frustration coming up around that or projecting the anger onto other people or situations, it's time for us to reevaluate that as well. Um, Definitely. So, and I, I'll give an example for myself on this is that one of the things I've really been working through in recent years is that as, as part of this patriarchal influence that we've all been under for 2000 years or more, we we're, we've been brought up to look outside of ourselves for value to, to measure ourselves against what somebody else says has worth and value. And so one of the things that's been um, coming up for me, because I had frustration about not feeling valued for what I was, some of the work I was doing. And so I've had to really say, do I want to continue to use that as my, my measuring, my measuring stick of my self-worth, you know, this idea that, what we do, what we produce brings us value. That's a very um, Capricornian patriarchal kind of a thing. So, you know, as part of moving into this new um, energies, the more Aquarian and the moon influence, we can look more into ourselves and our own intuition and our own um, ideas and gifts as, as our having, as how we have value. So, and, and around the whole self-care thing, you know, there's something that we haven't been um, really taught to do is self-care. We've been taught that 
giving and putting our energy out, very masculine is where we get our value, where we're being called now to, to take more time to take care of ourselves, to nurture ourselves. And, and so some really nice things to do for yourself around full moon energies are to take Epsom salt baths. And you can put Epsom salt, essential oils, baking soda, all these things really help to like clear static from your energy field. Um, we talked about walks in nature, just getting outside more, just being quiet and still because we're so bombarded with noise all the time, noise on all levels. Um, right now is a good time to journal, put, put down on paper any kind of thoughts, frustrations, emotions, affirmations, you know, any kind of things you want to just get up and put out when you actually write it down. It really brings a different energy than just letting it rumble around in your mind. And then, of course, make time for fun. So many of us are just so busy all the time. We, we don't forget how, we forget how important it is to just have fun and to gather with other people and to laugh. And then there's also the opportunity to have some body work done, a massage or, you know, something to help yes. with just like the touch of another person and, and being quiet. So, yeah. yeah, you mentioned, you know, self-care rituals and all those wonderful things. And I, and I love that you said body work because, you know, that's what sort of came to mind for me. And, and I think part of this release process, part of letting go of the old, it's very important to acknowledge the emotional and mental um, issues that we might have had, you know, whether it's self, but, you know, belief systems or, you know, feelings that we've held on to of hurts and pains. They eventually manifest into into the physical. If we look at Louise Hay's work and how how our state of mind really influences us on all levels. And when you said body work and massage, I think now is a really great time to allow for release work, whether it's through you know meditation, yoga, and all the other things that you you mentioned as well. Um, because and, and and sort of opening up to receiving, right? That is the divine feminine energy. Is feeling like we're valuable enough to receive as women. And I think, you know, a lot of what I see in, in my practice and with my clients is this sort of block on receiving and self-worth. So I'm really happy that you, you mentioned that. Um, I, so actually I, I did want to say that, you know, we're wrapping up for today, but net on our next podcast, we're, we'll talk a little bit on self-love and all the, the astrology that that'll be coming up on in, you know, February um, around the full moon. And also, you know, thinking about women's wellness and, and how, when we do take care of ourselves, how this positively affects our, our communities and our families, because really women are often the fabric of community and, and you can really see uh, so much, within a community by how active the women are, how much of a voice they have, how much they're able to hold space because females or female energy as well, not just females is there to sort of hold, hold space and nurture. Um, but in order to do that, we also need to receive. So I think we'll, we'll definitely go more into that um, next time as well. So thank you all for joining. It, it was wonderful. Um, this is our first podcast, so we're still figuring things out and ironing it all, you know, out. And I really uh, hope that you enjoyed it. Um, and I, I would like to, to finish with a, 
a little excerpt from a sister blanket that my my mother gave me um and it's the sister blanket a charter of woman kindness a reminder of intent a comfort of words to wrap around our circle and the first one on there is kindness and it says kindness sits at the heart of any meaningful gathering of sisters for our words and actions have the power to heal or harm so namaste everyone thank you so namaste. much namaste wonderful thank you thank you, thank you. Bye. Right. until next time <laughs> until next time <laughs> until next time <laughs> bye, bye. Oh.